And now, the Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brandon Staten and Tyler Hansbro. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast. This is Sleep Dog alongside the Big Hawk. What's up, everybody? It's the Big Hawk. Hi. <laughs> oh, man. We got a lot of like local sports to talk about today. Uh, playing game going on as we speak. Big Hawk Sleep Dog went to the Hurricanes game last night. So if you notice my voice a little raspy, screaming through a mask is uh, is no easy task. Uh, no no rhyme intended there. Uh, and then the Bulls game, Durham Bulls. We did that on Friday night. Uh, the, apparently we're about to find out that UFOs are real, or I guess we already have. So there's like mm-hmm. a lot of weird shit that we get to talk about. Um, and, you know, first and foremost... I've prepared for this podcast unlike any other. So it might actually suck because never like I actually have a page of notes here and I can't wait to uh, probably totally forget about them and, and keep going. But we checked out the game one of Hurricanes uh, of, of NHL playoffs last night. Game one in PNC Arena here in Raleigh. Hurricanes, Nashville. Nashville are the Predators. Very weird colors of like yellow and white. Uh, electric. I think it was full capacity. It seemed like it. Everybody had to have their mask on, which kind of was weird. Um, what is your hockey experience prior, Big Hawk? And what did you think of the game last night? The game was great. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was great to be back in the stadium, uh, getting some normalcy going on. Uh, Fauci approved. Um, Big time. This is where we're at. Fully vaccinated right here. Fully vaccinated right there. Big Hulk, big sleep, vaccinated. Fact checker, vaccinated. Uh, Cam, Cam made an appearance, uh, vaccinated. We enjoyed it. Great atmosphere. Uh, Carolina Hurricanes, one of the best teams in the NHL, playing really well. Uh, the stadium was great. Um, what is my hockey experience? I've been to a Stanley Cup um, game before. Uh, been to a National Predators game in the playoffs. Uh, pulled for the Blues historically from Missouri. Um, and then I got into hockey when I was in Toronto, uh, Maple Leafs. I uh, really enjoyed uh, really enjoyed the game last night. It was great. Fans are great. Um, Jordan Stahl had an amazing game. Um, the Hurricanes are on a roll. I think they're playing well. And um, right now, we need to support them. Uh, if you're local, Raleigh, uh, in the area, tune in, watch them. Um, it was exciting, and I think we have a really good team. Yeah, it was it was so much fun to be. I think it was the first game where whatever the capacity was, it was close to full, and it was the first game that it was allowed to be that full, and it was the first game of the playoffs. So it was like the perfect storm uh, right out of the gate. It was funny because the governor of North Carolina. They, so anybody not familiar with the Hurricanes, they have like this hurricane siren, right? And like so, they always have some celebrity in there that's like spinning the hell out of this thing, and it's supposed to make all this noise. And they had Roy Cooper up there, and of course, whatever politics side you're on, like I mean, some are cheering, some are booing, whatever. I just thought it was funny, um, and like the place was just going nuts. But then the first two periods were just like you know, kind of sloppy and I, not that I could like in, by any means break down uh, a hockey game, but it just seemed like we weren't that sharp. They were kind of out hustling or whatever. Then we like wore them down. And in the third period, we scored three straight goals. It was, it was one to one after the first two to two after the second, I think they went ahead one, nothing. And then we, we caught up 
one one. Then they went up two one. Then we came back two two, and then just blew the doors off them in the third period. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. I mean, we had like we outshot them by a significant margin. Uh, Sebastian Ajo did everything but score. I mean, that dude looked like he was about to score eleven times uh, and did not. And uh, yeah, we just like Big Hawk said, Jordan Stahl had two goals. Uh, Svechnikov, I guess, might be how you say that one. Um, Empty netter, dude. It was so much fun. The the highlight for me was I think it was <laughs> was the first intermission. They had David Cutcliffe, who was the football coach for Duke, on the horn, on the siren. And dude, he was cranking that thing as hard as he possibly could. It was making absolutely zero noise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nor was anyone else in the whole stadium. It's like you got this big matchup, right? Everybody's out of the out of their like freaking cocoon for the first time in a year and a half. You go grab David Cutcliffe, who's like eleven hundred years old, and put him on this thing. And it was so funny to me that this poor guy was just trying to crank the living hell out of that horn and it wasn't making any noise whatsoever. Absolutely not. And I wouldn't pick this guy up. I, I don't know, Duke football coach, they could have done much better than that. Uh, it's like when you go to a gym and you see people on the elliptical, and if the elliptical's not going fast enough, it says, are you still going? Or it was almost like, you know, it, it the the sound went to default. Uh, I think where you don't turn the, the spinner fast enough that it, the – the guy running the radio or the DJ just hits a button and makes it sound like, oh, yeah, we better – this guy needs some help. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, the only thing that sucked about the game was they they picked the worst possible person to do the horn. Duke football coach. I mean, what is – I mean, Duke football. Then I think they went and got the the NC State women's basketball coach, which – as, as, as unnotable or, or, or as that person may be, I mean – I mean, I think they're the best team in the state of North Carolina right now. They're a great basketball team, but nobody knows who their coach is. Mm-hmm. Um, and and but Cutcliffe, man, if his if that horn was a documentary, it would be. Are you still watching? Because I mean, like you're hitting this thing. You're like, hey, is is it supposed to start making noise at some point? And you know, they got him on the jumbotron. There's like a time that you have to like get this thing running and make sound because the game's about to start. And <laughs> the game, the dude, the referee's like about to drop the puck, and I'm like, I guess he can't spin this thing hard enough, so we're gonna let it ride. Uh, it was, it was like it was hilarious. Um, the other thing that's hilarious, I honestly think, is is me watching a hockey game because like I left and I realized like one of the things I hate worse than anything is when I go to a sporting event, primarily like basketball, some football. Like I'm okay with football, basketball, and baseball. Like I really know what's going on as a fan. And one of the things that's so annoying to me is when you overhear like and you can't help but overhear some dipshit in the row in front of you or the row behind you trying to explain to somebody else what's going on and all this and all that. And I realized last night to Cam, who who I don't even think Cam could spell hockey, much less uh, <laughs> ever been to a game. He was asking me like who the good players are and all this sort of stuff. And I was doing that. I was like, oh, this guy's this and this guy's that. And, uh, and like I would realize a few seconds later like – I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. So to whoever was sitting in 120, I'm sure you're listening here along with the other five people. Um, yeah, I apologize for that. But I don't know, man. It's just it's just exciting. I'm the guy that like freaks out every time it gets close to the goal. Yeah. I mean, playoff hockey is unbelievable. Uh, it's one of the best sporting events you can go to. And I mean that. If you, if you knock hockey, go to a playoff hockey game uh, and tell me that you don't think the atmosphere is great. 
Uh, the atmosphere is really good. Uh, Fact Checker is a huge hockey fan, so she keeps me up to date on the rules and what the hell is going on. Uh, I really got into it. I got into it so much that one thing I do when I go to any sporting event is I yell at the refs. There is no one that yells at the refs or gives them a harder time than me because I've kept my mouth shut as a player for so long, and when I just go to a sporting event, I just want to be a fan, and I want the refs to hear me. And I want them to know how bad they suck. God, it didn't take a hockey fan to know the refs suck last night. Yeah. Or, or, uh, yeah, it was last night. I mean, there were a couple calls. They were brutally wrong. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. And the first sign of the ref messing up, I screamed as loud as I could. I stood up, and all I said was, fuck you. <laughs> and fact checkers, hey, Tyler, Tyler. And I look right in front of me, and there's probably 15 fifth graders right there. And I felt, oh, no. And I was just yeah. so excited to be back yeah. in the building. And I could finally yell at the refs. I just wanted to bring in the crowd. The towels were going. I was just ready. I mean, I would have jumped over the ice or the little glass and fought the ref if they would have let me. Yeah, it was – uh, Who? if anyone out there knows what the orange straps mean on their – um. On their the ref's jersey, uh, yeah. Feel free to drop that in the comments because we were trying to figure that out. Yeah, and um, yeah, hockey has gotten soft. We want we did not see a single fight last night. If I'm a hockey ref, do you think I'm holding some guy back all single night? All right, here you go. I'm not holding you back all night. All right, go get your ass kicked. That's what I would have done as a ref. I'm not your parent. The best one though, the one ref I did appreciate was literally on the skates. What seemed like five seven. And at one point, these two guys that were clearly like in the six three range, and then on skates, probably six five six six, skate up to each other. And at one point, this dude looked like Danny DeVito trying to break up a fight. And uh, there was a lot of pushing and shoving. There was a lot of like, oh yeah, I'm gonna beat your ass, and like, oh no, I'm gonna beat your ass, and then nobody beat anybody's ass. Um, it got chippy, but it didn't get, uh, you know, it didn't get ugly uh, until the Canes just. Flip the switch in the third period. I mean, that's what mm -hmm. they do. Uh, the Canes are were the third best team in the NHL this year. Uh, 80 points. Don't know how the points work, but they had 80 of them. Uh, I know the point system. I, 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 I very that. quickly, all right, so you get two points for a win. Two points for a win. Okay. So that and, means they won 40 games. And if you lose, you get zero. Okay. And if you go into overtime, you automatically get one point. If you win in overtime, you get two. Like, like so you get the two for the win? Yes, in overtime. Okay. Win or not any any win is two. Got it. And then you go into overtime and you lose, you get one. Got it. You go into overtime, you win two. You win a game outright in overtime, two points. Got it. And you lose uh zero points. Zero points. So you can't lose any points. Uh you cannot. No, okay. you cannot have a okay. negative point system. So we probably had like some somewhere in the thirty some win range. Um I know the the Canes were, were great this year. It was a shortened season. Uh, they were awesome. They had 80 points, however they got them. They were third in the NHL. Not in the, they, they won the Central Division in the Eastern Conference. Uh, I, I mean, I told you guys I was prepared. Uh, uh, Las Vegas and uh, I think Colorado had 82 points. So who knows if they won one extra game or if they went to overtime two other times. Um, I didn't, I didn't dig that deep, but all I know is the Canes are good. They looked the part last night. Game two, tomorrow night in Raleigh. Uh, 
that one, you know, one of the things me and Big Hawk were thinking about here is at some point we might just go post up in the parking lot before one of these playoff games, just do our podcast right there. Yeah. I don't know if that's like even legal. Uh, we may or may not try to figure that out before we do it. Uh, probably going to pull the audience. Uh, I do know Hamilton the pig on a personal level. Uh, we're going to shout him out. Uh, the owner? Yeah. Or the pig? Well, I know them both. I mean, I know what Hamilton likes to eat. Uh, I know Kyle and Caroline, uh, pig mom and pig dad, as they're affectionately known. Hamilton the pig, if you're not following, he has 7,500 followers on Instagram. The last, the year before last, when the Canes made the run, did they go to the Stanley Cup or was it the Western Conference Finals? Uh, they went to the Western, uh, sorry, the Eastern Conference Finals, and they lost to Boston, who went to the finals, I think won the Stanley Cup. Um, that's when Hamilton really caught on. And, uh, it was cool, dude. They sent, you know, the Canes were great. They invited him. He was always in the locker room and stuff, and they went to all the games. And he was kind of like, I think the the original was like the rally monkey for the Angels, the first like animal or the squid, maybe. I don't know, but I think the squid was dead. Anyway, the the, <laughs> the pig is cool as shit, man. They just drag him around in a wagon, and everybody wants to take their picture with him. It's great. Um, so, anyway, uh, Canes, I, figured, I figured out what the orange thing is. Oh, yeah. It, it identifies a ref and their position. Uh, great explanation. That's from my buddy. That's from my buddy from uh, Poplar Bluff. Okay. Yeah, he's tuned in. That uh, is a one of the most thorough Lee, explanations. Lee Hafford, ever. and he said that if the Hurricanes play the Blues in the playoffs, he'll fly out here. It'd be a long flight home, buddy. I don't know you, Big Hawk does, but McCain's are for real this year. He yeah, he's made the drive from Poplar Bluff to North Carolina with me. I believe it. No, we'd love to have you. We'd love to have you uh have you out here and be our guest. Um yeah, so so the Canes, so so two game two's tomorrow night in Raleigh. And, and they, I noticed that it, what was interesting is the format. Of course, the formats with all these these series now with abbreviated seasons and we're still on the back end of COVID. So they play every other night, which I love. It's like night on, night off, night on, night off. And of course they're in Nashville and Carolina, so there's not that far to travel. Uh, but game three is Friday in Nashville. Game four is Sunday in Nashville. If necessary, you come back and play Tuesday back here, you know, and every other day until, uh, until obviously game seven. So it's so much fun. One of the greatest, one of the coolest things about this area is the passion with which people care about hockey. I remember when I first moved this area, my, uh, or when the, well, I guess when the hurricanes first moved here, me and my dad were like, why the hell they put a hockey team in North Carolina? We don't know what the hell hockey is. Um, but I'll give it to the fans. Uh, all but these two fans uh, really know what's going on at the games. They follow the players. They're super loyal to the team. And damn, it's fun when they make the playoffs. So, Allie, be there game two tomorrow. Old Sleep Dog might be there too. Uh, we had great seats in game one, and I am going to try to find them again. NBA playoff game. That, I'll tell you one team that's not going to be in the playoffs tomorrow. That's the Charlotte Hornets. As we were preparing to go live, I mean, they're just getting the Brains beat out of them. The playoff uh, play-in series is going on right now. First game, Charlotte Pacers, the 9-10 game. Loser of that game goes home. The loser of that game was the Hornets. So, uh, unfortunately, all the professional teams represented in North Carolina uh, are boiled down to the to the Canes right now. So, the Pacers are going to play the loser of the Wizards Celtics, which tips here shortly as we are recording. Thoughts on that one, Big Hawk? Yeah, so Wizards Celtics, uh, Wizards are playing very well. Russell Wilson is having an unbelievable year. 
uh, Bradley Bill. I think uh, Russell Wilson plays football. I met Russell Westbrook. God dang it. Uh, yeah, Russell Westbrook uh, is having an unbelievable year. Uh, Russell Wilson did have a pretty good yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, but Westbrook is playing unbelievable. Bradley Bill uh, is playing well, too. Um, he's the second leading scorer in the NBA. Um, and the Wizards are starting to peak right now. The Celtics have an up-and-down year all year. Uh, they're not playing too great right now. So I'm going to pick the Wizards to win that. And then I'm going to pick the Pacers to beat uh, the Celtics. And I think the Celtics are going to miss the playoffs. So uh, I think the Wizards will get in, and I think the Pacers will come in. Uh, but, you know, anything can happen in one game. Um, yeah, so that's going to be interesting. And then tomorrow we have the Lakers versus Warriors. And Big one. Yeah, that is a huge one. So you get, first you got the Spurs Grizzlies, and of course that's the nine ten game. Mm-hmm. So the winner of that's going to play the loser, the Lakers Warriors. And again, if you listen to this thing, you know I'm LeBron, just Homer. I don't like where the Lakers are right now. It seems like uh, the Warriors. Now I I think what could happen there is the Lakers lose to the Warriors. I don't see them losing and not making the playoffs. Uh, but then what happens is they wind up. Um, who's the one seed? In the in the West, Phoenix, Phoenix. Okay, I could see the Lakers beating Phoenix. I mean, it's LeBron James. Um, that being said, let me make sure on that. I'm pretty sure I'm right, but yeah, um, that's going to be a tough break. But if the Lakers win tomorrow, they would be the seventh seed, so right. they would get the second seed, right? And that would be the um, Bucks. No, the Bucks are in the East. Um, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I was thinking, so I know that the play-in teams are going to play uh, Brooklyn or Philly. Yeah, that would be in the um, East. In the East. Uh, so right now, in the West, Utah is the number one seed. Uh, Phoenix is the number two. Yeah. So the seventh seed would play uh, Phoenix, and then the eighth seed would play Utah. Oh man, yeah, I see the Lakers beating both these teams. Yeah, what if? What do you think if if the Celtics lose? Do you think Brad Stevens leaves? I yeah. don't know if there's any big college jobs still open. I haven't paid attention to it lately, but yeah, Brad Stevens just doesn't seem to be overly happy there. Um, the, I don't know. Yeah, you like what we were talking about too. The drama in the NBA right now is man, it's a weird time. Um, I could see Brad Stevens staying in the NBA. I, yeah. I could see some teams making some moves. Uh, I think Charlotte's uh, head coach is on the hot seat. I don't know that. <laughs> that would be awesome personally, to get Brad but uh, I think that I think he's on the hot seat. I also think um, I don't know who else is on the hot seat. Um, I could see that. Um, yeah, there could be some uh, some changes made, and uh, I don't think Stevens goes back to college. He's too good. Um, it, the funny thing to me is just how south he went. He went from one of the best coaches and this articulate mind, and now all of a sudden the Celtics aren't succeeding like they thought they would, and he's not this coach that that they thought he was. And, you know, they've had some good players. I mean, uh, they signed Kimba. Kimba's very good, but he's been injury-prone. Jalen Brown, uh, he's been in and out of the lineup with some injuries. Uh, their talent hasn't been all that great. Uh, Gordon Hayward went there, and, and it didn't really gel, didn't really work mm-hmm. like they wanted it to, traded him. Tatum's playing really well. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what the Celtics do because they're a storied program, kind of like the Lakers. They don't accept losing. It's not going to be a rebuilding year every year. They want to win and they want to win now. And I, I, I'm not sure where it's going to go. Um, but going back to Charlotte, 
Um, I think Charlotte's going to be a appealing job if he does go there. Mm-hmm. Uh, LaMelo Ball uh, could be rookie of the year. He had an unbelievable season. And he should be, yeah. Yeah, Miles Bridges is mm-hmm. playing unbelievable. I think he's a bright spot. Um, Rozier's a good player. Rozier's a – yeah, he's – I mean, he's playing pretty good. Uh, Gordon Hayward at yep. one point was one of the best players in the league. They have him. Um, I'm not sure what draft pick they have, but on paper they're building something that could be good for years. Um, so, I mean, to me, Charlotte is one of those teams where – You've got to have good draft picks mm-hmm. because I don't think they're going to have the money to go out and buy or, you know, entice like a big free agent. Hey, yeah. come to Charlotte. It's not the most appealing NBA city. Um, that's just that's just reality. Yeah. So they're going to rely on, you know, getting lucky in the draft, having good draft picks, and trying to keep guys on those rookie deals and then provide, you know, they're going to have to pay a little bit more for a player um, because it's hard to compete. When you're in Charlotte with like New York, yeah. LA's and Brooklyn now, and even Toronto's gotten an appealing city, but yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, you know, I see Charlotte as a place where like Russell Westbrook could land on his way out, you yeah. know, like, like one of those late, late guys, or even a Chris Paul or something like that. Yeah. Just like one last, one last ride through it all. But yeah, you're never going to pull, you know, Zion Williamson ain't coming to Charlotte. Like, you know, you're not going to get some, some bona fide star. They're going to struggle if LaMelo ball, you know, keeps playing to, if he, I guess if he plays to what appears to be his potential, their big challenge is going to be keeping him, uh, you know, Steph Curry ain't coming, even though he's from there and all that sort of stuff. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, it is nice to see him compete. I think they got, you know, they have some pieces and they're young and, and and you never know too. Like I think uh, I think what made Toronto a great basketball city is they had a couple good teams. They went pretty deep in the playoffs a couple times. I guess did they go to the finals. Uh, they they won. They won. That's right. They won with Kawhi. Uh-huh. But uh, but even prior to that, right? They had some deep runs in the playoffs and, and over an extended period of time. And next thing you know, like if you're winning. I think some of those players are going to go there, especially those like your Paul George type players that are like probably not going to be the cornerstone of a franchise at like in like New York or L.A., uh, but are looking for a place to get the credit they deserve and and, and go out and prove themselves. And they're sort of like a second rung. I think Kawhi Leonard really fit that mold coming out of San Antonio. Like he wanted to be the guy. I don't think a lot of people believed that he was going to be, that he was like that. I'm talking like a chip player. And I mean, what I mean by that is like, is this guy going to be Kobe, LeBron, Steph Curry, like Giannis or anybody like that? I think there was a lot of doubt in that. And then he, he bet on himself in Toronto, which had all these other pieces. And then, you know, obviously kind of the rest is history, but um, it'll be interesting to see where, where the Hornets go. It's really going to be interesting to see where the playoffs go. Cause there's a lot of new names at the top. There's a lot of old names at the bottom but they're all in the same mix. And, you know, Danny, uh, one of our buddies, Danny, was uh, here on Instagram, brought up a good point about there's a lot of talk about people tanking to play Utah instead of the Suns, Uh, you know, which is interesting, like wanting to be the eight seed instead of the seven seed because the Suns are so hot. Uh, You see what I did there? The Suns are really hot. Um, Anyway, you know, play-in games in Friday, first round begins Saturday. So if you're working your ass off to get in the playoffs as an eight seed, and then you got to show up and like play uh, what Philly or Brooklyn or whoever, like God, you got a long, like, a long road to get to the second round. Yeah, and I've just got some input on the f- the first game of the playoffs. Um, that's not necessarily all that bad. Um, 
uh, to come in. So you would basically play Thursday and then turn around and play Saturday. Um, I mean, yeah, it's a tough turnaround because you have to prepare for the team and know the plays. But also, some guys can get on a law and you know take a mm-hmm. little time off, mm-hmm. and that can work against you. Uh, teams are hungry; they're playing. Uh, as long as the guy's not injured, it's going to be interesting. But usually, historically, if you look at the numbers from when there's a series in the first round, the team that wins the first game, I think it's like seventy five percent or higher. They usually win the series. Wow! The yeah, game a in lot the fir- of people in the first round or in any round. I know it's in the first round. I'm it makes not sense sure in any the first round. round. But, uh, but do you think that number's maybe skewed because most of the time the team that wins the first game of the first round is is a better seed? Like 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 if if it's an interest that's an interesting stat. I would think that that might be somewhat skewed because the because most of the time your higher seeds are gonna win the first game of the first round. Yeah, and you have home court. Yeah, and they're yeah, and they're probably gonna win the series. But still, I mean, th- that's the thing about the playoffs that are so much fun is like. The teams get hot at the right time and and it could be it could be really dangerous. Who do you think probably like is is most impacted negatively from a lull? Do you think it's like an older player whose body is just like has to keep going otherwise it starts getting tighter, sore, you know, stiffer quickly? Or is it the younger player who, you know, just needs to keep that that mental like confidence rolling? I think it's a younger player. And I say that because older players uh, know what they need to do. They mm-hmm. usually have some experience. They know how to get ready. Younger players, you don't know how intense the playoffs are. You don't really know how to prepare. And, you know, it takes a while to study film and learn that whole process is is tough. And so to pick up on what you need to do and learn and all that stuff can be a struggle. You can overwhelm yourself. You know, literally you could you – could, Overwork mm-hmm. yourself watching film, learning yeah. plays. And at the end of the day, you need to know all that stuff, but you got to focus on you too. Yeah. I mean, you've got to be at your peak. You can know every single play, but if you don't go up, go out there and show up and bring your game, you're going to lose. Yeah. And that's extremely important. But um, I think the most vulnerable team is the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And I think the Lakers will win, uh, definitely get into the playoffs and win the first round. But what I'm saying is that. They haven't played – so AD's been hurt, mm-hmm. Achilles tendonitis. LeBron's been out with the the longest injury of his career. LeBron already came out and said, I may never be the same again. And so already there's an excuse from the top. <laughs> and what you have is a team that really hasn't had time to play with each other the whole year. And they went deep into the playoffs. They won the whole thing last year in, in the bubble, and they haven't had much rest. And you pile a, a season on – uh, with all these games, COVID year, and you, you know, you're trying to cram in a year. Guys are injured, so I think the Lakers are going to be playing with some nicks and bruises, and uh, I think they're vulnerable. Yeah, they went 42 and 30 this year. It's just hard to believe that they, you know, were they. And this is what what was interesting to me about the Lakers is they had a chance if with a win, I guess, and a Portland loss. So they had the same record as Portland, and I guess Portland on the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. And so Portland won and, and solidified the sixth seed. And, you know, you just – I don't know. A team like the Lakers just sort of at their stage and their age and, you know, the players they have and all these things you just mentioned, just sort of like backpedaling into the playoffs just doesn't ever really seem like, 
you know, a good look. And I mean, but at the end of the day, they got LeBron James. I'm betting on LeBron. I just don't see him as like, I think this is the first year where you're not just a lunatic if you're betting, you know, heavy against the Lakers to get to the finals. Uh, it just doesn't seem like they have the it factor. I don't think they have the players around them um, based on, you know, the games I've seen to really get there. There's no, you know, Montrez Harrell's a good player and, and some of these other guys, but there's not like that core group of of reliable you know, seventh and eighth guys that you just need in the rotation in the playoffs to to win night after night. Yeah, I believe that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm. I don't think they have the depth. Um, Kyle Kuzma, I really, you know, I, he hasn't developed like I really thought he would. Um, but um, I really thought when AD and LeBron were out, I thought he would step yep. up and make more of an impact and be mm-hmm. kind of what everyone thought he was. Um, but. Yeah, the Lakers are going to be interesting. You you know, like you said, you can never bet against LeBron. LeBron is the greatest athlete in the world right now. Yeah. And he's 36 and what he's been able to do and accomplish is unbelievable. And if you if you ever doubt this person, then you should probably think again. What he did in Cleveland when Kevin Love and Kyrie were hurt <laughs> and brought that team to the finals, that was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen an athlete do. Yeah. So you can't ever bet against LeBron. Uh, it's going to be interesting. And also, we've got to take advantage of this. You know, the, the door is closing on LeBron as, as crazy as it sounds. He's not a young buck. So uh, this, I don't, I'm be interested. He's an old Laker. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. We'll see what. Uh, we'll see if he's going to be uh, LeBron next year. I yeah, mean, take advantage of why we have this guy and when we can watch him. So it's yeah. he's special. Man, he's been awesome and uh, and fun to watch. And, and man, that's the best part of the playoffs is 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 just all. It's a totally different season. And there's great storylines this year. You got no everybody's just shooing in the. Um, you know, uh, the Nets are getting help. And I think some of this is kind of like set up this way, right? Like all of a sudden, you know, Kyrie's not missing games for personal reasons. And although he went on that, you know, that rant about, um, he got a lot of positive feedback for that whole thing in the press conference about what's going on in the world. And listen, like if that's sincere, then then good on Kyrie Irving. It just seemed weird, like 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 it was an attention grab. But anyway, I'm not getting into it because I don't know where the guy's head's at. I hope that was you know kind of a sincere position. If it is, is is really fucking cool in my opinion. Um, and then but you know you got him healthy, you got Harden healthy, you got yeah Durant healthy. All of a sudden, game one of the playoffs, and believe me, I've had two of the three of those guys on my fantasy team. You've heard me bitch about that already this year. So the fact that they're healthy now for the real playoffs is uh, you know, I don't beyond me. So anyway, they you know, they got that storyline. You got the Knicks are playing awesome. I mean, like even people that hate the Knicks gotta be cheering for the Knicks at this point. Uh Philly is never really got over the hump and Embiid's back and healthy again, I think, right? And and so they, they you know, they they're they're formidable seat one seed or two seed or whatever the hell they are. Then the uh Bucks are sort of like forgotten about and they got Chris Middleton and Giannis. I mean, those guys are incredible players. Then you go in the West and you got Golden State probably coming into the seven or eight seed and you got the Lakers at the at the other one. Like you kidding me? I mean these teams are incredible. And you got you got you got all these teams that for the first time are finding themselves, you know, at the top with you know with the target on their backs. Buddy, I would not want to be putting a whole lot of money <laughs> on some of these NBA games because I have no clue what's gonna happen. Hey, the Knicks are back too. I, I know New York's been waiting for a while. 
Um, they're playing unbelievable. Thibodeau, coach of the year to me. Gosh, yeah. He's, I mean, to bring that team. D. Rose is still doing his thing. Man. It's going to be a great playoffs. Um, <laughs> my brother said, go Knicks. Uh, man, I can't pull for New York in anything, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm glad to see them back. The NBA needed it. Uh, the Warriors, uh, Steph Curry, arguably the MVP, uh, unbelievable. Jokic for the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. If anybody hasn't watched Gosh. Jokic, so yeah. this guy looks like a janitor, and he is one of the <laughs> best passers. He looks like a guy that like a car mechanic at the at like one of the last remaining like places where people actually fix your car when you drive it up to him. Like there's like there's this engine noise. It's like knocking, like knock 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 knock, and this guy's like looks like this kind of guy that's like all right, and he just goes under the hood for about twelve hours and and sends you a bill for five hundred bucks. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so Jokic, uh, he's he's possibly the MVP this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Chris Paul, Jokic, um, Steph Curry, Randall. And Randall's he's in the conversation. Yeah, won't win it, but you, like you said, Embiid is in the conversation. Mm-hmm. But to me, Chris Paul, Jokic, and Steph Curry, those yeah. are the three candidates. Conversation wise, you got to put Randall. You got to put Embiid. Um, obviously, Giannis is always in there. Um, but yeah, I'm just looking for the playoffs and if we can get fans back in these arenas, guys, if you're not vaccinated, fucking get vaccinated so we can get back in this fucking stadium and watch these games and get back to normal life. So I'm looking forward to that and yeah, playoffs are going to be great. Tune in. Um, we'll break it down for you here in sleep Hawk, but I picked the Nets to win it before the season started. You before did. NBA, you did. any NBA games, I said the Nets are going to win it. I'm staying true to that. I'm picking the Nets. Okay. And I'm going to pick the Nets and I'm going to go with. Man, who do you have coming out of the West? Buddy, that only got that is only one answer to that question for Sleep Dog. That is the Los Angeles Lakers. LeBron James are going to win the championship. I mean, that's what that's what I'm going to put my that's where I'm putting my chips, dude. LeBron, we'll switch flipper. I mean, you got the Clippers are an interesting team. All right, I'm going Nets Clippers. Mm-hmm. I'm going one of my favorite players to watch, Kawhi Leonard. Guy's incredible, unbelievable. Brings it both ends. Fearless competitor shoots almost Kobe mentality. I'm in. He's an unbelievable player. I'm going, all right, for the finals, uh, Clippers-Nets. They have the second highest differential in the league, too, behind Utah, uh, L.A. does, which is which is kind of interesting because the playoffs, I mean, those are some close games generally. And, uh, you know, they're, they're on average, they, uh, they score 6.2 more points than their, than their opponent. The thing that freaked me out when you started talking about the vaccine um, – Okay, so you got. I'm going to get to that in a second. You got Nets, you got Clippers. I got Lake Show. I got the Knicks in the Lake Show. Let's How go. electric wow. would that be? Whoa! Let's like go. turn back the clock. Four seed, seven seed, eight seed. Whatever the whatever the Lakers get in, that would be stupid. Sick. Greg, my brother has <laughs> Golden State versus Nets. Greg, Golden State's playing in the playing game. Well, so are the Lakers. Um. <laughs> Greg, I I don't like I don't dislike that pick, buddy. I you know everybody's talking about Steph Curry. Like I think I think Steph's the X factor, man, because Steph is the one guy still I think in the league 
Uh, I think LeBron can 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 win a game by himself, but only if he's you know because he's such a facilitator. I think the players around him have to be at least be playing well. I think Steph Curry is really one of the only guys right now that could literally score sixty points. Probably could score fifty in three straight games or something crazy like that, and 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 win a series by himself effectively. I don't dislike that, Greg. Um, here's what else is crazy. So, so the, the playoffs are going to be awesome. We're going to cover it start to finish as we go on, but I read this on the internet today and I, I wasn't sure whether this is pure genius or pure, just like God bless humanity. Um, in Ohio, what they started doing to he, to, uh, to get people vaccinated is they created a vaccine lottery. Have you heard about this? I have no clue what you're talking about. Every week. For the next five weeks, if you get a vaccine and you register on like, <laughs> like I got vaxxed.com, it's like literally something like that. <laughs> You're in, the, you get like a, a chance to win a million dollars in Ohio. They said, so basically they went out there and created a, a vaccine lottery, $5 million total prize given out five times over five, five weeks. They said they announced that and they just had the highest vaccine day in, in like six weeks or six months or something like that. And the fact was the matter was these people are all talking about, oh, I'm scared of what the what the vaccine and, and there was only twenty five they gave out twenty five thousand vaccines somewhere. I'm gonna look up the numbers. It's a great idea. I thought so too. Uh look are you type in Ohio Google search, two things pop up first. Ohio vaccine lottery Ohio vax a million. That's really and then then a little ways down for all the uh, real smart people in Ohio that are googling Ohio Maximilian. Um, so <laughs> it is uh, the registration open for a million dollar. Yeah, Ohio sees boosts in shots after it announces one million dollar vaccination lottery. This is on NBC News. Um, there were there were they were having problems with the thirty to sixty. I'm sorry, the 30 to 74 range getting vaccinated. So in other words, adults, right? Uh, state health officials said Monday that more than 25,400 COVID-19 vaccines were administered Friday, two days after the program was announced, making it the highest vaccination day in three weeks. What is interesting to me about this is like the odds of winning a million bucks in like the lottery lottery seem a hell of a lot longer than let's say that this happens um, they give out a million bucks um, five consecutive Wednesdays starting May 26th. So that means I'd be out there trying to spread disinformation about the vaccine so that people wouldn't get vaccinated. Some odds win a million dollars are better. Um, but anyway, I mean, it's like, so it's just kind of fascinating to me. I do think at the end of the day, if they're going to spend $5 million on marketing to get people to get the vaccines, Forget the the stupidity of a human being that has to like get a lottery ticket, an incentive that you may win something in order to like get this thing that you were afraid of yesterday. Uh, money talks, bullshit walks, so to speak, and you're gonna go get it. But I, I just think it's brilliant, and and and, and, the, and the proof is in it. It'll be interesting to see how it. Um, because what happens, I guess, is like if you've got a vaccine and you go register. So like if they just if they roll this out in North Carolina tomorrow. Um, and other states have tried other things, which was funny that I was reading as well. Other states are like talking about you get free beer or free coffee. <laughs> I'm like, dude, bro, I'll buy my own beer. 
uh, if I don't want the yeah, vaccine. Yeah, I'll get a cup of coffee too. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, um, but I do agree. I think this is um, this is really interesting to uh, to follow. Oh, I, oh, West Virginia offered one hundred dollar savings bonds to people sixteen to thirty five. That's unbelievable. <laughs> Oh man, um, yeah. So I, I just thought that was, that was hilarious. Uh, and and whoever the hell thought of that shit needs to be the next director of the, uh, what do they call that? Centers for Disease Control. <laughs> I mean, put that guy in the next in the Fauci. White House. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so that and um, the only other thing we you know we went to one thing we'll touch on quickly is on Saturday night. So we go to the we go to the Canes game last night. It was great. Another thing locally going on here that I thought was awesome is uh, we went we went Saturday night to Durham Bulls game. If you're mm-hmm. again local minor league AAA team, Tampa affiliate um, Bulls just smoked the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. I mean, what a name for those guys! Imagine that you spend your whole life. You know, just fighting to be a professional baseball player, and then you get plopped down on the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. Um, and then, uh, you know, anyway, the Bulls beat the living daylights out of them. Uh, 14-3, hit four homers. Dudes were just, I mean, just teeing off on the old old Jumbo Shrimp, uh, you know, pitching staff there. Uh, the thing that was interesting is they're playing these, like, six-game series, which I thought was interesting. Like, you need a big-ass broom to sweep somebody in a six-game series. Um, next home stand, 18th to 23rd, we'll be playing Charlotte. So, uh, if you're in the area, it was awesome, man. They, they, again, they're also opening things back up. Very fan friendly, very, um, you know, very cognizant. I think both the fans and the staff are still trying to remain safe and not just let all caution to the wind. So, uh, you know, shout out to the Durham Bulls. We were out there, had a, had a really great time on a beautiful night in Durham. Um, I, I live in Raleigh, took the train, walked over to the stadium, Hopped out of there about the eighth inning, hopped on the train, scooted on back home, and was in bed by eleven o'clock, which is where I like to be. So, yeah, it was a great, it was a great, uh, you know, great time. Um, the one thing I will say, the one complaint is, if we could just get our hot dog um, and our beer a little faster than twenty minutes, <laughs> that would be great. But besides that, and I'm not the only one that says, hey. Um, can we speed up the concession stands? I think that's an issue, but you know, we it was worth it. I mean, if um, <laughs> we had a great time, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, we look forward to going to many more Durham Bulls games, and maybe we'll work something out. Maybe I would we'll, love to cast pot yeah, out there. Maybe just pot out there. Oh man, yeah, right, the, on, the, right on the what do they call that? The the mezzanine. Um, or whatever. I was going to call it the tarmac, but I think that's where, where airplanes fly. But um, one thing about the concession stand is it's a brilliant thing, and it was very clear of two things. One, the staff was hustling their ass off trying to figure it out, but it was new to them. Uh, the, the whole thing, if you go there, is you can go up to the concession stand. This is, this is absolutely brilliant. So once they figure it out, this is like the innovation of COVID that is literally going to change the world economy. And it was on display at at uh, Durham Bulls Athletic Park. You go up, you scan this QR code, you order your food, you go to back and sit down. And when you get a text message, theoretically, you go in and you pick up your food and you go back to your seat. It's brilliant. It's awesome. Now, granted, I ordered mine, <laughs> went over there later, got my food, was kind of like, hey, is it ready yet? Yep, there it is, blah, blah, blah. And like seven innings later, I get a text message that my food is ready. I already ate it like two hours ago. Uh, so there are some, you know, working out the kinks, uh, but theoretically it is uh, a hell of a way 
to order food at the concession stand, like pickup. Like who, why, why did it take a global pandemic for somebody to think of that shit? Cause it's a good idea. I uh, agree. Work and out I, the kinks. I would like for that QR code to be on the back of the seat in front of me. God, wow. Just, wow. Bamsky, okay. <laughs> I want a beer and a, and a, and a, and a, and a hot dog. Okay. And you know, give me a t- hey, your beer and hot dog is ready. Okay, fantastic. I'll walk down there and I'll get it and I'll come right. Back. That is brilliant. Now yeah. the only thing it could potentially do is ruin it for a, for the guys that are out there with the. I mean, these dudes slinging eighty pound rack of Miller Lights just out there, just yelling like ice cold. Yeah. I love that. Those guys it. can't go it. in. It. You that should be the only thing. You cannot order their shit on the QR code. Like you gotta you gotta start waving your hands and like the the. The thrill of the guy coming up there and then like the agony of him not seeing you or you not being like, you know, boisterous enough. Like that shit is is gotta remain. Um or maybe they come down there and just yelling people's names, like, where's the big hawk? Got the <laughs> seven million lights for the big hawk coming down, right there. Okay, let's go, man. And just start yelling and uh man, I'm telling you, dude. Anyway, the game was was fun and and uh yeah, that I, I I'm all in. I, I want the baseball bat beer. <laughs> Have you seen that on Insta? No. It's like a, a like they uh, took a it's like a baseball bat um, uh, mug, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they just fill it up with beer. Wow. Yo, get that at the Durham Bulls game. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, Damn. we're gonna we're gonna definitely gonna slip this one over to the old uh social media staff here on IG for the Bulls. Uh one of my old jobs, we actually did a sponsorship for the party deck sleep dog throughout the first pitch at a at a uh uh, Durham Bulls game one time. It was a strike. Wooly Bulls shook my hand and like did it like the whole. Uh, yeah, it was great. You should go find it somewhere. Um, anyway, yeah, uh, Durham Bulls. If you're out there, uh, me and the Big Hawk would love to pod there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's there's so many good things. It's only going to get better as things open back up. Uh, six game series. That's that's uh that's a product I think of a shortened season or a, a late start to the season, uh, due to COVID. And, um, you know, I don't think many people go to minor league baseball games too concerned about who they're playing anyway. So, uh, last, you got anything else, big Hawk? There's yeah. like some, there's some things going on about UFOs that are, you know, we may or may not want to get into. We, just, yeah. We might cover that, uh, in the, yeah, maybe one time. Yeah. The report's coming out, right? I got to say it. For the first time, this is this is the type of shit like that is going on on planet Earth right now. We have a global pandemic. We have a toilet paper shortage. We have a gasoline shortage. And all this stuff finally starts coming to an end, and then they pop us with these UFOs. And <laughs> I asked Big Hawk if he had, had watched this, and there's a, a thing on 60 Minutes. If you haven't seen it, just Google it. There's a report that is basically an official government document is finally coming out and basically saying, listen, there are aircraft that we have encountered on a daily basis in the Atlantic Ocean that we cannot explain. And this isn't some, like, dude in his grandma's basement, looks like he stuck his tongue in electrical outlet his hair's everywhere and he's got you know spray tan or you know uh tinfoil hat or anything these are like vetted bona fide like military like 
fighter pilots that are like, dude, I don't know what it was. I'm not here to say it was a UFO. I mean, theoretically, by definition, if I throw a rock across the street and somebody standing there sees a rock fly across the street and they didn't know what it is, it's an unidentified flying object. Or a, they call it something else in um, in the military, of course. Like, why would they call it something obvious? They got to call it, they got to muddy the water. But these are it's interesting, man. Like, there are some stuff out there that they're first, first time acknowledging. And the, the weird part of all of it, is nobody really thinks it's that weird anymore. No. <laughs> you know, everybody's like, yep, all right, it's out there, probably aliens, no, no. Yeah, I can believe anything now. Yeah. Uh, do I believe in aliens? Uh, no, not before the pandemic. Uh, <laughs> did I believe that there would be a UFO? Nope, not before the pandemic. Did I believe in Sam Squatch? Not before the <laughs> pandemic. Um <laughs> I mean, you got barefoot follow, Bigfoot followers. Uh, yeah, I mean, anything's possible now. So, Oh, man. Well, we'll see. Uh, stay tuned, Sleephawk Nation, because um, if we start realizing UFOs are real, buddy, this podcast is going to get real good real quick. So yeah, maybe we'll us. get them as a guest. Yeah, we're going to find old uh, E.T., get him to phone in. <laughs> <laughs> oh man alright check out the check out the hurricanes check out the bulls check out the NBA playoffs check us out refer us to some friends like subscribe do all that other stuff uh, we appreciate you watching and uh, the only one thing left to do stay safe stay safe stay safe